0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Crazy Waffle Podcast Today's show is with Dave Will We talk all about working from home This is part one in uh, one of two episodes The next one will be out in the next uh, episode of the, f- the series, episode 172 um, But yeah, this is a, a, a great show, we recorded it via Instagram Live as well and it was really nice to have um, a bit of audience feedback at the same time as well uh, alongside the first ever podcast or a listener question, so this podcast is really uh, all about the firsts uh, for the podcast uh, And yeah, uh, it's great to be rec- recording more and more episodes whilst the uh, coronavirus is going on. Um, trying to get the, more of the community involved, and uh, just keeping everyone in the loop, and um, making sure, uh, thinking of them, messaging uh, friends and loved ones, um, and, and just yeah, just trying to calm everyone down and bring everyone together a little bit with the with the community, and, and doing all the podcasts, and making sure people aren't lonely whilst uh, if they are in self isolation or um, if they're working from home, uh, which this podcast is all about. and uh, Without well, further ado, we'll get into the show. Um, but if you do like the show, if you are liking it, go and check uh, Dave out on in Instagram um, and Twitter and everywhere. You can find him down in the description. Uh, share this podcast around, take a screenshot um, and tag at Creative Waffle if you're on Instagram. Um, subscribe on YouTube uh, and leave a comment uh, how you're dealing with the coronavirus uh, and all the stuff that's going on in the world, the crazy world right now. 2020, what a year it's been. Um, crazy. Yeah, let's get into the podcast. I'll see you at the end.
1: Well, I mean, we'll probably just get going. Yeah, let's do it. Eight minutes into your lunch break. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I okay. wish you got a bit on camera where you ate your lunch in about three seconds because that was yeah. the best start to <laughs> any podcast you could wish for. That's
0: the quickest I've ever eaten my lunch, I think. And you're <laughs> sick in about
1: 20 minutes' time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will be.
0: Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back yes, to the podcast. Thank you. This is. Second appearance. Yeah. So do you we did a live obviously the FIFA show as well. Uh, when we did the FIFA. Oh
1: yeah, true, actually, yeah. True. So for
0: Yeah. I mean technically you could split that up into three episodes as well, that we've released one episode different mm. episodes. So yeah, we've been on it loads of times. <laughs> um, Good to be back. Yeah. Uh, obviously Liverpool are about to win the league if we're talking with
1: football. Are they? <laughs> Who knows? Let's hope so. <laughs> They've already won it in my mind, Mark, to be honest. So <laughs> we'll see, eh? see what yeah. happens. So, uh, bringing it back to design and working from home and
0: freelancing, uh, today's podcast is going to be all about ten tips uh, or more uh, for working from home. From home. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as your amazing Instagram, uh, sorry, amazing uh, Twitter, and you put it on Instagram as well, didn't you? And um, yeah, I did that too. Yeah. You know. yeah. So amazing Twitter and Instagram post every day other uh, with all the, all the tips and advice. I'm sure lots of people saw it. Uh, so. We're going to recap those and give a bit more uh, on this podcast going a bit more depth
1: yeah uh, cool
0: and, and yeah uh, as, as you created, i guess do you want to start
1: yeah do you want me to i've got some notes but I've, i was going to find the actual 10 slides but i suppose it doesn't matter really doing it in order but um yeah it very much feels like obviously for loads of people at the moment working from home is is being encouraged and for lots of people i guess it sounds fun doesn't it to to begin with and it's it's kind of like a lot of people would like to I think anyway and can't so when they get the chance to it feels a bit like oh cool finally got this chance to away from home and on the one hand it is easier because you've got no commute and I think I said this in the tweets that I put out that there's no like travel to work you don't have to sit in the bus or the train you're not going to get soaked if you're running through the rain You you haven't got 10 flights of stairs to walk up to get to your office in lots of like physical senses it's it's much easier than um, than going into work. But probably the challenges are more kind of psychological when the place that you're so used to chilling in and relaxing in becomes the same place that you've got to do work and you might be a bit stressed through your work day, and you might be doing things you don't enjoy doing or you've got your boss shouting at you or whatever it is. So when those two kind of different zones of your life combine, it can be a bit, a bit difficult thing to kind of separate work from life, and then once those two things start merging, then I feel like you're in trouble because it's hard to, to truly relax if, if your work and your life balance have all merged into one. So, yeah, I guess seeing a lot of people on social media for the last week or so all starting to work from home, it felt like this is something that maybe I know a few things about because I've done it for. Um, five five and a bit years now so mm. it just felt like a good chance to share a few tips and i think i I did put on the, the first slide that like none of this is scientific i've got no <laughs> proof of of why i think this kind of stuff helps but it's all just little tips and tricks that i've picked up in the last five years that have helped me kind of work from home better than than i used to basically so yeah um, also, right now I've got you on on the screen. and on my phone, so I keep looking between the two, <laughs> yeah. up and down. I'm just not quite sure which mark to look at.
0: But yeah, I do as well. It's, uh, so, for people listening, we're on uh, we're on Instagram Live at the moment as well. Um, also, I thought uh, for people in the future, if you're listening to this five years down the line, uh, remember the coronavirus because we're still going through it. Um, we're still trying <laughs> to battle it and trying to navigate that. Um, so, yeah, if people are listening in the future, we've we're stuck in the coronavirus era. Um, so we're just uh, talking about. About that and uh, how how to work from home, and hopefully all the stuff will still apply in the future, um, if you made it through <laughs> the virus. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. So that first tip, uh, first tip is a really good one uh, about about wearing or getting dressed and wearing shoes as well, staying uh, staying focused yeah, that way.
1: It's funny the shoes thing because whenever I've mentioned it, people always take it as a joke, like they just think it's so ridiculous that it can't be real. But I don't know what it is about wearing shoes, but if, for me personally. It obviously is tempting to so just think I'm I'm at home, I can keep my PJs on, I can wear my old comfy clothes, put my old football yeah. shirt on, wear my nice big baggy jogging pants, whatever it is, but I think it definitely helps from a mindset point of view to just treat it like you would treat it going to the office, Get do your normal showering, brush your teeth, all the stuff you're meant to do, eat your breakfast, and get dressed in actual fairly decent clothes, so I'm not saying you've got to wear a three-piece suit or some kind of, you're not dressing like you're going to a wedding, but just wear clothes that that you are comfortable and kind of feel good in. So that, I guess in theory, the the logic is like, if you feel good, then your work in in turn is going to be good. And Whereas if you feel a bit like sluggish and and a bit lazy and you've got gravy all down your jumper and you've got your old hat on and you don't feel 100%, then maybe that translates into your work not quite being as 100% as it could be. And the shoes thing, yeah, just, I don't know, I, I don't always do it, but I just try and... Make sure that I do because it feels a bit more like you're sitting in your office with your shoes on like you would be in an office or a mm-hmm. design studio scenario and it helps you feel a bit more kind of professional and a bit more in in work mode and then the best thing about wearing shoes is that you can take them off at the end of the day so you can kind of like if you don't wear your shoes all day what you do at five o'clock or six o'clock when you finish you just go and sit on the couch with your socks on which you've had on all day whereas if you've got your shoes on you can do that lovely thing where you jump on the couch, (laughs) kick your shoes off, wiggle your toes, feel like you're free. It's just one of those little silly things. And most of these things are quite small. Most most of the tips are shared are quite small things, but maybe lots of those small things combined work together to help your day just be a bit smoother. So, so yeah, that was was kind of the first tip to to get dressed, resist the age to put your old scruffs on and... Put your shoes on. Put your slippers on if you don't want to wear shoes, but I think slippers is a whole different debate. Are slippers <laughs> leisure wear or practical? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I totally get this one. Um, and I'm very guilty of uh, wearing, it was very baggy, sort of relaxed, uh, casual wear at the moment. Uh, I've got I got jogging trousers, jogging pants on, whatever you want to call them. Um, shoes on? Shoes off? I haven't got shoes on. I've got socks. Uh, it's failed.
1: There you go. <laughs> Scrap the podcast now, point yeah, one.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's probably, that's a good idea. I'll, I'm, I will try it
1: tomorrow, I promise. I'll try it on tomorrow. Yeah, I should report back and see if you were more efficient. Yeah. Then maybe, maybe what they know. Maybe Thursday you could try slippers and see if there's any difference between the two. Plus a graph on productivity based on footwear.
0: <laughs> maybe the six cup of coffees as well. Maybe like change the different yeah. cups. <laughs> <That> <laughs> change the yeah, caffeine intake. Um, <laughs> But no, that's definitely, definitely an important one, especially when you're commuting as well. When you come home, you feel nice and relaxed. You're laying on the sofa. You know, like that, that moment yeah. when you take your shoes off is a really weird one, but it's so true.
1: Yeah. you know, like I've made it sound like I work down the mines or on a building site and you're taking your boots <laughs> off. It's, obviously, it's not quite the same as that, but it's just maybe a little, a little um, thing you could do to, to help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, nice. I like it. Uh, next one.
1: Yeah. So point number two was to create a separate working space. And I guess like it's not always possible is it? if you are live in an apartment or you live in a, in a house where you've not got enough rooms to find a separate space, then mm. it's not always going to be as simple as just using a separate room. But I guess for some people, like when I first began, we lived in a different house to this. It was a bit smaller. I, I kind of started sitting at the diamond room table cause it was just me in the house by myself and that was like, okay, but it wasn't particularly comfy and, it got a bit like you couldn't really spread out and and leave all your stuff out every night because we needed the table for tea time or dinner time, depending on how how posh you are. And (laughs) So then I like moved into a spare bedroom, which was a tiny little box room and set up a desk and that was better, but it was like a really tiny space and it had suitcases in there and spare clothes and all kinds of rubbish basically that you just throw into that spare room that lots of people seem to have. So when we moved house, we purposefully found somewhere with a bedroom that was, going to be for my work from home office Um, and it just makes such a difference on so many levels it's great that you've got like a separate room that when I finish work I can close the door and just not come back into this room till tomorrow so I'm literally separating work from life and I do try and not kind of hang out in this room in the evening time because there's no reason to if I'm not working so I've resisted the urge to like set a tv up on the wall that I can get sky sports on or from my PlayStation up to or whatever because I feel like I don't really want to the room is fine but I don't really want to be sitting in here unless I've got to so that definitely helps like splitting your house into zones almost and, yeah, and if you've yeah. not got the space to do that if you've not got a spare room then maybe set up a corner of your living room or a corner of your apartments with your laptop and your chair and your table and whatever else you need and literally just treating that as like just calling that that little space off just for work so that you've got a bit of separation because i think it is it's so tempting to just like work from the living room especially if you just need a laptop to to do your job you can sit on the couch you've got netflix on the background you can mm. kick your shoes off if you put them on you can do whatever you want so you can in theory like you get a lot of people joking when you say you work from home that you ask asking do you work from bed and stuff like that and you think I suppose I could. Like, there's nothing stopping me lying in bed with my laptop and just chilling. But I think it's useful to to remember that all those places that you work from. The longer that you work from home, the more you're going to associate those places with work. So, if you work from the couch in the living room with Netflix on the background all day, where'd you go at five o'clock? Like, you've you've kind of ruined your your happy. happy space almost I've never called a happy space (laughs) before you know you've ruined that that like place that you chill out and and you're relaxing because that's become your workplace and and if your workplace is stressful and it is tough and it's like you've spent eight hours doing really boring stuff then at five o'clock or six o'clock you close your laptop and then what you just stay in the same room and carry on watching Netflix for another four hours or something so I think it definitely helps to separate those two things as much as you possibly can, and if if you can do that physically as in use a totally different room, that is key. But if not, then what oh, am gonna say? Oh, Instagram Live. There you go. Just just getting a call. Um, If you can't, then yeah, obviously as much as you possibly can, set up a separate space and and like kind of have that separate zone so that mm. you've got somewhere to. That you can, I suppose, in your mind, you can just tell yourself like that over there is work, and over here is life, and then yeah. helps to keep those two things separate.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And uh, Mike's got a good question in, on the Instagram live: is um, do you do you let your kids go into your work zone? So do you
1: do you let them? Yeah, it's funny actually. I've, I've got a three-year-old and a eight, eight, nine, ten-month-old. Um, so the baby's not as much of an issue. We can't climb the stairs, so. Um, I'm safe upstairs, but for the three-year-old, often when he comes in from from nursing and stuff like that, he will come up and see what I'm up to, and you know, like want to pop in and say hello and stuff like that. So I try and find a balance between reminding him that this is my work zone, and so as much as possible, can he lead me to it? But I do think it helps if you've got a job where you can stop for five minutes and show them what you're working on and kind of explain that I'll be I'll be finished in three hours but I'm just doing this and this and this and show them a bit of what you're doing even if it's not that interesting it just gives them an idea that you're not just sitting in this room chilling without them and it's not like it's not some great exciting thing going on they're missing out on but you've got this separate space and this is what you're going to be working on and sometimes I've I have given my three-year-old a piece of paper and a pen and, and he's sat on the floor for five minutes and just drawn some stuff and he's tried to copy what I'm drawing or he's tried to like draw his own things just to show me so I feel like that's fine for five minutes. Five minutes isn't going to make a massive difference to my working day. So if it means that kind of, he feels a bit involved in what I'm doing and, and he's not totally isolated from, from me for those few hours, then I feel like that's okay. But at the same time, obviously you've got to draw the line somewhere. You can't be kind of um, like, I don't think it would work if you sat with your kids all day. So if you've got to work on the kitchen table or something, maybe that's not going to work if you, if you're in the dining room and the kids are running around and doing stuff and distracting you. And so I do think there's, you've got to draw the line yeah, but maybe be slightly flexible, especially if for people who have never worked from home before, it's going to be weird for, for the kids as much as it is for you. So if they're seeing you on Skype calls and doing all kinds of whatever proper business people do. I don't know <laughs> all those types of tasks that you do then. Yeah. I guess the key is to just be flexible and to, um, to kind of include them as much as you can but set out some boundaries of what isn't isn't okay but you know you say that but then three-year-olds only understand so much so there's been loads of times i've been on calls with clients and he's been downstairs shouting can i watch frozen please and stuff like that and (laughs) so you know you've just got to go with the flow and be creative in muting video calls or or whatever while you go and sort him out and yeah yeah and then you
0: said that uh, yeah i, I want to watch it too G- give me five minutes <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> no i've seen it far too many times to choose to watch it again <laughs>
0: that's become quite a theme frozen on this podcast like a lot of uh lot of kids, adults watch that with their kids um,
1: yeah it's, um, do, do you uh, interesting.
0: do ndas apply to kids that's my question like if you work on something top secret and your kid comes walking in
1: yeah that's a good question i don't know but maybe I'll, I'll tell you in a few years' time when they're a bit bigger, but <laughs> at the moment, I don't think they fully understand what, what I do, like work-wise yeah. anyway. So, but yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> it's a bit
0: of a, yeah, silly point. But yeah, <laughs> uh, next, next one is don't be lazy. I like that. That's good.
1: Yeah, I think this is something, obviously nobody, I don't think many people would admit that they are lazy. There's not many really people that purposefully go to work thinking, I'm going to be lazy today. Mm. But there was a time, When I, it wasn't that long ago, but I realized that at lunchtime, my office is upstairs in the house. So I would leave the upstairs office, go downstairs, make my lunch. And then if it was really busy, I would eat my lunch at my desk, which isn't ideal and probably should be one of the top tips to not do that. But often I will do that. So I would make my lunch. And then I'd find that, like, I'd get this tray, I'd have a bowl of soup and a sandwich and a packet of crisps and a cup of tea. And then I'd think, oh, in about two hours, I'll probably need a snack. So I'd add packet of biscuits and then I'll take up a banana in case you get hungry later on so I was like stocking up as if I was going on some massive adventure when really <laughs> I was just going upstairs so and at the time I was I think I was doing it because I felt like I was being efficient so I think this is going to save me having loads of interruptions this afternoon I'm going to take up these three snacks and two extra drinks and all kinds of stuff so I can just plow on and keep working through till home time but then in reality, I think it was just, it's a bit of laziness The party of thinks just means I don't have to get up off my seat. And actually, when you're working from home, you should be making as many excuses as you can to get up off your seat because you can easily spend all day not moving or moving very little. So I do try now to kind of, like, it It sounds petty really when you say it by itself, but I will go down and make a drink and just make a drink and come back up with that drink. And then if I think, oh, it's nearly almost time, rather than make a drink and make lunch all in one go i'll give it like half an hour and then i'll go back and make my lunch again so just silly little things like like that really but ways of of forcing myself to go downstairs and 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 get stuff so in the past i've considered getting like a coffee machine for this room or um a mini fridge or you know all those type of things that would in theory make life easier but then i think would never, I would never need to go anywhere if I had a coffee machine and a fridge next to me, I literally would never move. So the only good thing about being in a house full of snacks is that they're downstairs and I'm upstairs. And that's one of the few things that kind of gets you to move. So, mm. um, I did put in, in that Instagram post that I did that I bought a Fitbit and on the first day I wore it, I was thinking right, I've got to do 10,000 steps. That's the recommended kind of aim. And by about half five that, that evening I've done 500 steps. And it was absolutely terrifying wow. to think that most days I'm probably doing five hundred six hundred steps a day because I'm just walking to different rooms around the house mm. very very rarely because I was being lazy so yeah. yeah I guess that was that was kind of the aim of that point that as much as you possibly physically can challenge yourself to you know like the way that people put in um, alarm clocks the other side of the bedroom because it forces them to get up. Like it yeah. sounds daft, but if there are things like that that you can do, that just encourage you to get up and stretch your legs. And it's it's not going to be massive. Me walking downstairs takes 30 seconds, but me doing that 10 times a day is much better than me doing it once. So, yeah, 100%. don't be lazy. I don't like pretend you're being, you're being efficient because,
0: you know. <laughs> no, it's good. It's, I think Apple Watches as well, Um, when I had, when I had one of those, well, cracks um, They they tell you to get up as well. They've got a feature on them that like yeah. every hour and stuff like Fitbits. I guess do they they
1: have that as well? Yeah, um, time to move. This little stickman pops up and
0: exactly. Yeah. So even just uh, like a little timer or something. Just to, I know it's uh, in, in theory it sounds great, but I know a lot of people won't do it, and I I'm not doing that at the moment. But you know, if you're offsetting it with the gym as well, if you're if you're going to the gym in the evenings and really getting a good workout in, a good lot of stretching, so you're not stiff the next day and yeah, um, there's lots and lots of things you can do. And obviously, drinking a lot of water is great because you're going to the toilet quite a lot as well. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah, so it's, it's it's good to
1: yeah, it's good to get up and out of your out of your seat. Um, and sometimes I think you're not even being intentionally lazy. You can just get so engrossed in what you're working on, like especially yeah. working in illustration. You can be drawing something and re- look at the clock and realize it's been three hours since you've moved because you've been totally in the zone, which is great because that's often when you're working to your best. But if that's an everyday occurrence that you're sitting still for four or five hours at a time, it's obviously not great for, for your health. And yeah. so hundred yeah. percent.
0: Um, control your social media uh not vice versa.
1: That's a good one. That's the one. Yeah. I've got to be careful now cause I think my wife's just joined on um, Instagram <laughs> live. So i have to I've be careful that. what I say. Just wait till we get to that point about doing too many jobs. Cause <laughs> that got me in a whole host of trouble. But, um, yeah so the social media thing i suppose it's obvious isn't it but it's very easy when you've got notifications switched on on your phone or your computer that you would if, if you've got notifications pinging every two minutes it's it's such an easy way of breaking your flow so mm. often you can be working on something that's going great your phone pings your mate sent you a text or someone's replied to an instagram message and you you can't help but look at it and then you've messed up your flow. You've lost where you're up to. You might get distracted. And before you realize it, you've spent 10 minutes browsing Twitter or whatever. So I, I try and kind of, I think I've switched off all notifications on my Mac when it comes to like Twitter alerts and Instagram alerts and stuff like that. So I will just go and look at it when, when I want to, rather than Instagram telling me to come and look at this thing Um and there's gonna be scenarios where like that's not possible. So if you use Slack in your workplace, then it might be important that you reply to notifications straight away because it's work related, so you need to know. But for things like like WhatsApps and Twitter chats with your friends and stuff like that, or just general people asking you questions, or you you kind of posting stupid stuff to you, your WhatsApp groups, it definitely helps, I think, to to just control that as much as you can because it's just so distracting and and so sneakily distracting as well it's it's often something you don't even realize it's happened but before you you've you've got onto it you've you've messed about your phone and you've lost valuable time and they're all things that you can probably do when you finish work but that was that was kind of the point so yeah that was the aim to control the social media and not let it control you and really like often if especially if you're working on something that like you're not massively passionate about you get a bit like any excuse to to do something else. So if your friend sends you a funny link to a YouTube video and you watch it, and then you go down some weird YouTube wormhole of watching all kinds of stuff, it's it's like you've wasted half an hour and secretly you just procrastinate really because you don't want to do your work. But but yeah, as much as possible, I would say to try and turn down your social media use and use as many of those kind of settings as you can to make sure that you're in control of it and not. It, so
0: that's good yeah I, I think uh, having a separate if you can if you do have an iPad uh, or a phone I mean that's that's a good way I've sort of gone around it is having all my social media on, on the iPad and putting that somewhere yeah. else throughout the day um, yeah, and that's the, a good chance. and also just and that also lets you get a cheaper phone as well because that means you don't yeah, need true, to, yeah. you don't need to have be so quick um, you Don't need your phone mm-hmm. to be so good and quick, so it's an amazing camera and stuff, but I don't know it depends it depends how far you want to go with it but yeah, I agree uh' think turning off notifications um is, is huge, uh, especially when you, you know, you're trying to run a podcast and you've got all' other things going on as well um yeah yeah, yeah. it's a good one, a really good one um, number what we got number five
1: the uh, t v so, is not your friend yeah yeah, but it can be yeah, this is something I did and I suppose <laughs> It's fine to admit it now because all the clients I worked with when I first began, I don't work with anymore. So if you did work with me five years ago, I apologize. I didn't really know what I was doing and I was just like making up as (laughs) went along. But I used to, when I first started freelancing from home, I'd often put the TV on and just watch something on Netflix whilst working or set my iPad up next to my screen so that I could watch something Mm -hmm. as I was doing a bit of work. I even went through a phase, which sounds ridiculous now, but I went through a phase of working on my main computer and then setting up football manager on my laptop next to me. And I thought, yeah, I can just play for football manager. You know, it's like just the old click. And then while page is loading up, I'll carry on with working. And if I'm saving a big file in Photoshop, then I can go back to photo, uh, to football manager for nice. 30 seconds. And, and in theory you think, yeah, that's, that's fine. But in reality, it's, it's just ridiculous. Cause you, you can't help but just play football manager for like, you can't play for less than about half an hour at a time. So, you're literally playing football manager and then you get to tea time and think, I don't know where today I'm going to have to work all night because I've (laughs) wasted so much time. So I guess for me, I try and not watch any TV or any kind of, I'll listen to podcasts and I'll listen to YouTube videos and to music and to stuff like that. But anything that involves me looking at a different screen, so a game on my phone or something on my iPad or my laptop or a TV program, um, anything like that, I'll try and not use during the daytime just because i think it it massively slows you down and and you either watch the tv program and you don't work or you work and then you miss the tv program anyway so you kind of just not got a clue what's going on and then i just think you should do one thing properly and not try and do two things at like 50 percent each so and i do when i wrote that little post about how it's it's not your friend but it can be I, i think like again it's one of those Silly, petty things, but if you can use it as a bit of an incentive, so if you really invested into a box set in Netflix and you can't wait to watch the next one, Mm. it's quite a good incentive to think when I do this task, when it gets to 5 30, then I can go downstairs and watch another episode of whatever it is. So, if there's ways that you can kind of use it to incentivize yourself to work better and treat yourself to maybe you've done five hours work in the morning, you're going to go and sit and have your lunch in your living room. Maybe you can have half an hour of of Netflix then as a bit of a treat, and then get back to work. And I guess it it's it's difficult because it's down to you to self discipline yourself to think it's time that's to stop now and switch it off and go back to work. that's, but, um, that's
0: the tricky bit, isn't it? The self discipline of that. Um, yeah. And, and it's yeah uh, <laughs> it's, it's something that i struggle with. with. Uh, obviously, always having podcasts on in the background as well. I know Wendy's put mm. a question in, in the Instagram mm-hmm. live. Um, any podcast recommendation, recommendations obviously this one if you're a designer crazy uh, yes. <laughs> waffle but that's the this. correct answer <laughs> there's just so many so many podcasts out there obviously um, I mean do you want to do three each do you want to just name three each
1: Ooh, yeah um, I often say when people ask me there's a, a lot of people uh, like know of it but there's a podcast called 99% Invisible yeah. which it is they're quite short episodes but they talk about things that are basically 99% of the time you would just not pay attention to like why certain streets have certain shaped paving slabs or why bottles come in a particular size really it's design related but very tenuously design related so there's a great episode on the noise sound effects that they put over the top of David Attenborough style nature documentaries and when you realise like the, the podcast starts by saying that all these documentaries film lions in the wild from like a mile away using brilliant cameras but they obviously often can't pick up the sound so a lot of the sound is created in a studio in london by a bloke with a big bag of instruments that is an yeah. expert in creating sounds that lions sound like or giraffes or and it kind of blew my mind because i thought i've never thought about that before and it and it ruins it a little bit because you've you are then watching these documentaries thinking yeah, that's not actually a zebra. That's a bloke with like two coconuts in a recording <laughs> studio, just making the sound of a, of a hoof. But it's that that podcast is brilliant for all those kinds of just really obscure little bits of knowledge. That mm. the, it's probably useless information, a lot of it. But it's I find it really interesting and kind of if, it feels like you're learning something too. So you, you can be working and listening to that, and within an hour you've learned something that maybe totally useless but quite interesting
0: yeah that's that a good one I, there's something similar oh there's, well first of all there's a really good episode from 99% Invisible which is about uh, doors and the way they open and sort of the way they're, they're made so that human, humans are meant to open them the right way um, okay yeah and sign, obviously signs on doors not having a sign on door and so, anyway that's a good one to yeah. check out um but yeah there's uh stuff you should know as well that's a good one
1: okay yeah I've never it's, tried
0: that but it's very similar to this is sort of just pick a random topic and then they they I go into loads and loads of detail about it and research loads um yeah have you got any others just quick podcast about yeah religions. i was just looking
1: now at this stuff I subscribe to obviously there's a lot of football stuff that i listen to so if you're not into football then that's not going to be that interesting but i find that i go through phases so i'll listen to maybe loads of football stuff and then i'll get a bit fed up of listening to the same three or four things so um i'll often just go and like the the itunes charts and see what's popular and give it a go and most of the time it's it's not stuff that i'll enjoy but i'll try it and so there are kind of random podcasts i'm I'm currently working my way through one of them is um from the bbc called intrigue tunnel 29 about a guy that was building a tunnel underneath the Berlin wall it's about a 10-part series like a documentary basically put in podcast form so i often listen to kind of really random stuff like that and just anything that i feel is quite interesting or I do listen to all the usual like podcasts from the BBC sport and sky sports and and fancy football podcasts and, Mm. um, old retro football podcasts and loads of design podcasts. Yeah. So I think it's difficult to kind of recommend one or two because obviously everyone's into such different things. Yeah, Um, I'd
0: I'd say Joe Rogan, but you know, that's, Yeah, it's funny on Joe
1: Rogan, isn't it? There's so many of them, and I do. I think with Joe Rogan because he his guests are often quite niche. If I don't really know who they are, often I won't listen. But if it's someone I'm interested in, then I'll I'll give it a go. They're so long as well, aren't they? Like two or three hours long.
0: Yeah, they did a really good one uh, with a doctor, and I've just never heard of the doctor, but it was about viruses now they spread across the world. I was like, oh yeah,
1: I actually watch more of Joe Rogan on YouTube because he puts little clips out, doesn't he? Like ten minutes long. Yeah, 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 it's good
0: um yeah football podcasts uh, a few UFC podcasts and the Jocker Winning podcast as well but but yeah um and Jordan Peterson as well I, I listen to a lot of him but
1: um yeah okay and I actually find I think I listen to more stuff on YouTube probably than podcasts now because I'll find mm. stuff that I like on YouTube that I don't need to watch but I can just listen to and then just minimize the screen and work along to that instead so um I don't know why that had never like dawned on me till about six months ago and suddenly discovered this whole vast world of YouTube stuff that I could listen to. So yeah, that was good. Um,
0: Mike's just mentioned on there, uh, background music and Spotify. Um uh, did you, you're saying, did you create a, a list of decent background music?
1: Yeah, I tried it. I think it was about a month or so ago. I asked for like background music to listen to while I worked because I, do, I don't always listen to podcasts. Sometimes I'll listen to music and I struggle to kind of, music that helps you concentrate and get on with mm. stuff so obviously if you go on youtube there's loads of like music for concentration two hours of
0: like, low fi hip-hop beats
1: yeah that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> stuff you do in the background in starbucks and all that kind of stuff yeah so i asked for suggestions and started making a playlist based on suggestions um, and yeah it was like mixed mixed results some people's suggestions were stuff that i couldn't work to basically <laughs> so i guess we're all different aren't we but some people i would try things and think like how on earth do you work to this this is mad and some of them were movie soundtracks which are quite good but and uh, depending on like whether they had talking in or it was a bit off-putting sometimes but yeah it was, it was good i think there's probably better spotify playlists out there that exist compared to the one that i put together but yeah, it was fun actually it was interesting seeing people's suggestions and seeing what people are into and um, so if anyone's got any good good recommendations then yeah because I think it does help to break up your day because obviously your days can feel quite long when you're working from home especially if you, if like a lot of us w- were being encouraged to stay in in the evenings as well so you're going to be spending a lot of time in your house and yeah, I think it does help to break your day up by maybe listening to a podcast for an hour then putting a bit of music on for an hour or two then maybe mm. listen to the, the radio for a bit or whatever but if you and sometimes i just work in silence as well if there's something i've really got to concentrate on if i'm trying to think of ideas or something challenging then i often just don't have any background sounds on and just sit in silence until i've done it but i think it helps to to kind of structure your day and there's things that you can do that like you would just do in a regular office but on a friday afternoon more often than not i'll put on like spotify and find some friday playlist and and i've kind of feel good friday tunes on because you into the weekend and so I feel like you can kind of streamline your your listening choices to to align with where you're up to in the week and what you're working on and it's not just a case of like sticking podcasts on for 10 hours a day every day and getting on with it i think you you can use it to your advantage and break your day up using that as background yeah
0: yeah i find that uh i find that podcasts are great for for sort of i don't know mock ups or cutting out players or or you know just general sort of stuff you yeah. don't have to think too much about in the music is yeah. when you're really trying to think of some creative or even silence. Like you say, I don't I tend to like to work with something in my ears, but, um, uh, maybe that's just me trying, maybe that's just my brain just trying to get distracted. But uh, yeah. yeah, but definitely, yeah, we've got to move on. So the, yeah, the next one is number six, track your food intake. This is an oh, interesting yeah. one. Didn't expect this.
1: Yeah. So I, I, since I posted this, a few people have kind of replied and said they're the same, but for me, I wouldn't have even said my food habits were that bad, but I got um, a, a fitness app and just decided to give it a go to track my food. And it was it was just such an eye opener to realize that by like two o'clock in the afternoon, I was coming close to eating all of the calories I was allowed that day. And then thinking, but I've not even ate anything. And then you'd look yeah. in your bin in your office or your bin in your kitchen and you'd see a wrapper from a bar of chocolate you ate, and maybe you've had a biscuit and a banana and a yogurt. and. Another piece of fruit, and and so it's definitely like a hidden danger. I think of working from home; that you're so close to that nice cupboard full of the, all the good snacks, and your fridge is right there. And often, I, I probably make four or five cups of tea or coffee a day, so five times a day, I'm in the kitchen waiting for the kettle to boil. Having a biscuit, yeah. You just have a bit of a mooch and think, yeah, go on. I'll just have this one little custard cream, and then two <laughs> hours later, you're back there again, and you might just have. And even things like fruit is obviously much better than custard creams but I was tracking calories and seeing if there was calories in things like bananas that i would not thought about before and in like low-fat yogurts which were low-fat but still fairly high in calories and stuff like that so yeah it's it's definitely like a a hidden danger because you are sitting around so much and you you're not really leaving the house as much you're not exercising or walking around as much so it's so easy to pile on a bit of extra weight and then it's just a vicious cycle and if you feel worse about yourself and
0: yeah, yeah
1: yeah. so I guess it was just one of those things for people to be aware of that maybe you don't need to use a fitness app but I found it really interesting to kind of it made me realize that yes I can get away with a snack mid-morning and maybe a piece of fruit in the afternoon but any more than than that then you're asking for the trouble really so
0: yeah I mean would, one thing I've I've noticed uh, in our house as we've just binned all the biscuits and it might be because my mum is I work uh, and they've sort of said well they're not home so they're not home so are not eating any biscuits now maybe they've just stopped buying them because they're not eating them but um, yeah. but yeah they yeah we just stopped buying biscuits so I can't eat biscuits anymore so it's not if you don't if you don't have them in your house you're not going to eat them that's yeah a, I think that's the best
1: way isn't it it's the best way of doing it but obviously you want a few treats don't you when you finish work so <laughs> it's tricky but something to to be aware of especially if everyone's going to work from home for like a few months mm. and then they all go back into the office in July and August. You don't want to be that one who walks in and no one recognizes you cause you're 17 stone heavier than you were when you, you last saw everyone. Or waddles in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that'd be.
1: It.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if you work from home then you don't have to have that worry, but, um... well, yeah, that's
1: true. But you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Don't right. tell me that.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a real good point. Um, staying healthy is important for longevity and obviously whilst we are in the coronavirus yeah obviously yeah, you've got to stay healthy to, to avoid that stuff as well Um so it's important to get some exercise in uh, like we've said before um, and eat well yeah anything else on that point that's good isn't it
1: no really I suppose that leads on to the next one about the two-minute rule for chores so mm-hmm. I, re- I read this ages ago somewhere and I can't remember where it was but they were basically saying that the average kettle takes like two minutes to boil so it's incredible what you can get done in two minutes if you kind of make the effort. But when I posted this and then my wife saw it, she was like, oh, right, is, is this a rule you do all the time? Because I'll be honest, I don't always do it. But there are days when I try. So while the kettle's boiling, it is possible to empty a full dishwasher and put all the plates and bowls away. And then it's just one less job to sort when you finish work. Sometimes you can take the washing upstairs or you can hang the washing out or you can go and tidy the front room if it's full of toys or... Whatever that will be, but yeah. it's one of those things that if you're going to make four or five drinks a day, in theory, that's four or five little jobs you can get done per day and then there's less to do because there's days like if I'm really busy and I'm running downstairs and I'm making drinks and food and just leaving the plates and bowls on the side, like there's nothing worse than after a really busy day, you come downstairs and see the kitchen and think, oh, I've got to do that as well now. <laughs> and if you're fortunate enough to live with someone else, if you've got a wife or a husband or you've trained your kids brilliantly to do it for you, then maybe for you that's not as much of a big deal, but it's um, it's just another little thing. It's it's obviously, like all these tips, it's nothing massive, but it's just another little thing you can do to keep on top of, of those jobs. And then you can kind of enjoy your evenings a bit more because you, you're not going to spend an hour getting the kitchen back to normal because you've used 20 cups. And another thing I do, I don't know whether it's hygienic or not, but I use the same cup all day. So I do wash it in between drinks because if not, you can have like six or seven cups mm, yep. in the sink just from me. And you look at the sink at the end of the day and think that's mad. It was only me that was, that was here all day, but there's loads of cups there. So I do try and use the same cup, rinse it and wash it out in between drinks, especially if you go in between tea and coffee and hot Ribena or whatever you're into. But Hot Ribena, um, is that what you're into? Yeah, now and again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If I need a little vitamin C boost, then not just oh, nice. for kids, you know, <laughs>
0: Look at this, I need to visit in D so I've got on no, white. Well, you got, you got a nice tan up there in Liverpool. I don't
1: know, wow, I think it's just the, the window, yeah, but yeah.
0: Yeah, anyway, um, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Uh, I, th- I think I with all these, it's, it's like a scale, isn't it? It's like how, how many of these do you want to incorporate? Like, the more you do, the more disciplined you're going to be. Um, yeah. And, and depending on how disciplined of a person you are, then the more of these you're going to do, and yeah, you guess your day is going to be more productive in theory
1: yeah and I wouldn't even say like I'm massively a disciplined person. I think just over time you kind of if you if you start getting into a habit of doing these things, it becomes second nature that you're doing all these little stuff, putting your shoes on get, making yourself take regular breaks doing little walks, all those type of things. It just becomes part of your day, so it's not something you really have to try or think about mm. it's that's just your work routine, which is no different from when you work in an office with loads of staff. And there'll always be that one person that will always go for a drink at 10am and there'll always be that one person that will go to the toilet at 14 minutes past 11 or whatever. Everyone's got their own routines, whether you realise it or not. So I guess the key is to make yours a positive one and as much as possible kind of try and instill these little tips into your daily routine so that it just becomes the norm, yeah. And uh,
0: yeah, routine is the next point. So, I oh, know the podcast one was the next point but, I suppose about, I mean, really, but yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and so I guess, yeah, routine is key. And again, when I first began five years ago, I was in a really fortunate position that my wife worked full-time. I was selling postcards from my online store that were selling quite well, so I was getting a decent amount of income from that. And so, in, in theory, I didn't have any clients that required me to be at my desk from 9 a.m. I, w- I was just working on projects, fairly small projects, like designing menus for people or wedding invites, stuff like that, which in theory I could do whenever I wanted. So I would often, my wife would go to work, I'd get up whenever I woke up, which sometimes was 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. And then I'd do a bit of work, I'd stop for my lunch, I'd play on the PlayStation, I'd watch a bit of TV, do a bit more work in the afternoons. And then there'd be loads of times I wouldn't have got everything done by the time she got in from work. So I'd have to go and work in the evenings. And it was just a mad wave living that you were wasting so much time in the daytime and then lose out on your evening times when you could be together doing stuff but instead i was having to catch up on work because i'd had a three-hour lie in or i'd spent two hours eating my lunch watching tv um so it one thing that really helped me was what I've, I've worked with bc sports a few days a week remote from my office at home And the first time I worked with them, they asked me, could I be available from nine till five for the three days a week that I was going to work with them. So for the first time in my freelance career, I had to be at my desk for nine o'clock because I'm just there. We use Slack to communicate. So at any point when a Slack message comes in, I need to be there to answer it and to do whatever it is that I was asked. And that was Mm -hmm. probably the best thing that happened to me in terms of my work routine because it forced me to get into a good habit of being up and dressed and ready to go at nine o'clock and on the plus side being finished at five o'clock and being able to switch off and go and do something else. So if you've got a job where you can, it doesn't matter what order you do, the work, as long as it's done, I think they're the hardest types of jobs to, to self motivate yourself because you can always tell yourself you'll just do it later. And, and there's no issue in watching a movie at 9am because there's no rush to do stuff. You can just do it later on, but it definitely helps I think to try and instill a routine and it, you know, you can be flexible. That's one of the perks of being from home. If if you need to pop to the shops to get your hair cut or to buy some stuff, and it's then yeah, you can do that at like eleven am because it'll be quieter than if you go at five pm when everyone else is doing it. So there's times I think you can be flexible and and change your routine. And I'm not saying it's, it doesn't have to be as strict as like quarter past eleven every day. I'm going to stop for a coffee. Maybe if that's you, then that's cool. But I've never been that strict in that sense. But I've I've tried to to do, to treat every day basically like I'm going into the office that I start at nine, that where possible I finish at five, between 12 and half one-ish after lunch, all those type of small things, but it's just so much easier once you settle into that routine. And you don't have to think about what I'm doing next because it just comes naturally because you've done it so many times. It definitely makes work a lot easier. Um and yeah, I think you're just more productive and, and for, it's going to be different for everyone. You might be someone who works better in the morning time, whereas I might maybe work best in like mid afternoon time. So I'd say if you can, you can kind of tweak your, your jobs that you're working on to, to suit those hours. So if you're a better morning person, do all the really difficult stuff first thing in the morning. Yeah. And then if by mid afternoon you're tired, then maybe mid afternoon you can do the easier stuff like replying to emails and doing some research or whatever it is, the things that don't take as much brain power. But it definitely helps to just tailor your day to to your kind of strengths and just stick to that routine. So um it's gonna take you yeah. a little
0: bit of time as well, isn't it, to figure out figure out your routine and figure out yeah. what, you're, what you're doing with yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think it's hard to like self evaluate yourself. So when I first went freelance, people would say, oh you'll soon know whether you're in morning person or and I was there'd be days where I'd think I don't know really I'm definitely not a morning person as in waking up in the morning I'd much rather work late if I've got a massive project on I will just keep working into the night until it's done I can't I'm not one of those people who can get up at 5am and, and work from then. so I feel like I knew that about myself but in terms of like when you're most productive or when you when your brain's at its peak I'm never 100% sure but I think you can kind of yeah you just work it out as you go and, and as long as you set in place a routine that is fairly like fluid but strict enough that you know what you're doing I think that just definitely helps and then you've got a you've got like an end point so if your day is nine to five and you finish your five then you can just switch off you leave the room or you leave the space and you go and do something else and and your work is done Mm -hmm. and on the same point I suppose I'm quite strict about like not working in my evenings and my weekends unless I've really got to I never or I try not to take my laptop into the room and if, you, if you're if you watching a movie with your friends or whatever, you don't want to be the one sitting in the corner on your laptop checking emails and stuff like that because it's very rare that anything is that urgent and it needs to be done at 10 o'clock at night on a Tuesday or something. Most things can wait till the next morning. So, yeah, I think sp- more importantly now than ever, if everyone's staying in a lot more, you really want your evenings to be your time where you, you're playing board games and watching movies and doing all the fun stuff. Doing the real-life activities, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: not not yeah not scrolling
1: it's, yeah, a, it's exactly.
0: a funny one that is if, you, if you actually if you take a week or so to look at how, like just be already conscious of it it's so interesting like sort of what who who around you is just doing it and just talking to you whilst are on the phone or mm. um just not really in the moment i know people say that's really cliche to say live in the moment but just actually being sort of alive in a way um as it's gonna get deep again but uh,
1: <laughs> but it's so yeah. easy subconsciously to do it isn't it and often like i work in in sports design mostly so i can be just sitting in the evening just reading like sports news and then you think am i reading this because i'm enjoying it or am i reading it because i want to know what's going on in the world of tennis or something so that i'm prepared tomorrow to wake on this tennis project and yeah. because then it's it's just work really but Pretending to be play, so yeah, it is tough because you can easily pick up your phone and not realize you're even doing it, and you have suddenly spent half an hour kind of working basically without realizing it. But yeah, it's, no. a, it's a challenge, and all these things are like it's not it's not easy. You're not going to work from home f- tomorrow for the first time and suddenly be brilliant at all these tips and smash it all out. So there's going to be days when you you get to the end of the day and think, oh, "I didn't really do very well today," but that's the challenge to just keep trying to improve your working flow and do better and hopefully over time it gets easier
0: yeah absolutely um the last one on, on this episode because i'm running out
1: of time yeah uh, that's cool
0: do, do you mind if you do it because i know you sent me that message of 20 points and we've only just got through 10 do you mind if we do a second <laughs> second part
1: yeah sure yeah i've got nice. nowhere to go <laughs>
0: That's so we'll another day, or, or I don't know, yeah, another day probably. But uh, yeah, that's we'll sort right. That out. Um, yeah, number ten, stay connected.
1: Yeah, and I guess this isn't like groundbreaking advice, is it? But when I when I first went freelance, I didn't know anyone basically in the in the freelance world. I had a few people that I knew from the design studio that I just left, but other than that, I didn't really have any designer friends. There was no one in my family that was into design, so. There was times when, like, you'd want to talk about the latest article you just read, or someone had done a, a rebrand of a logo and it was rubbish. All those type of things that you just want to chat to and and talk to people who are like minded, like you. Yeah, yeah. And then over time, I've I've kind of slowly met people like yourself, and there's people through Twitter and through Instagram, and, and people I've met through projects that I keep in touch with. And I do think it's really important to like social media is meant to be social the point of it is that we make friends with people and we talk to people and we chat and we find people that like stuff that we like and it sounds it sounds weird i think to say like you can you would never go up to a stranger in a pub and say do you like coloring in mate and he says oh yeah do actually yeah do you want to come and sit with me we'll talk about coloring in <laughs> but yeah. in a way like you can you can do that on twitter and it's fine maybe not about co- coloring in but There's other football illustrators I followed for years and then out the blue just sent them a message saying, I really like your work. I saw this piece on Instagram. Would you mind telling me where you got that texture from or whatever it will be, something. And and it's quite easy then to connect with people. And I think it's often scary because you think they're gonna think I'm a bit weird just messaging them out the blue to say hello. But often it's quite nice, like when someone does it to you, you think, oh, it's cool that someone's got in touch and said hello. and it's just another person, another contact you can add to your to your kind of online contact list. And there's people that I've been in like Twitter, um, private Twitter groups in for four or five years that I've never met, but I would count them as like good mates. And I know lots about their lives and about the jobs. And we talk about what we're working on and we we share like good articles and we send each other tips and we ask each other questions. And I think if you're a freelancer, especially, it's great to have people you can go to and say, how much would you charge for this, or do you know what the going rate is for this type of project, stuff like that? But even if you're not a freelancer, even if you're just working from home, it's good to connect with people that are that are like-minded like you. And obviously, we spoke earlier about not letting social media take over you, your day. I think you've got to you've got to be careful that you are strict with it and you don't you don't constantly just reply to messages and stuff like that. But on the plus side it does help you feel connected to other people and it helps you realize like you're not, you're not by yourself. Maybe you're self isolating at the moment, sitting at home on your own and you'd live by yourself and you're getting fed up and, and there's going to be people out there that are going to be in that situation, even if you're not. So the fact that we've got this mad free thing called Twitter or Instagram, or even WhatsApp um, and there's stuff like Slack, there's loads of different ways of connecting, but the fact that that's out there and it's free, and you can literally search for people that like stuff that you like and then connect with them. It's just really valuable, I think, and shouldn't be kind of taken for granted. So, and now more than ever, it's going to be a great way of people staying in touch with each other. And yeah.
0: 100%. And that's that's why i try to do more Instagram live podcasts. This is probably the first one I've done. So, um, yeah, thank you all for testing it out. Uh, yeah,
1: no worries. This is the first time I've ever done Instagram live, I think. So I was... I felt like an old man pushing buttons with
0: this <laughs> thing on, but yeah. yeah, it's been good. It's been good. That's a great. That's it's a great start. It's halfway through the uh, the list of uh, working from home tips. Um, there will yeah. be a part two at some point. Uh, we'll work it out. But, um, but yeah, hope you hope everyone sort of stays well and safe whilst we're surviving the coronavirus. Um, also, a little nice nice thing you could do is send a send a message to your loved ones and and um, people that you admire and um, like people that you know as well. Be might be a bit strange saying. I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, send a message to people you like and and are interacting with on social media. Just say, hope you're well during this coronavirus time. That's what I've I've been doing, sending a few messages this morning. Um, Just to make sure people are staying connected as well. It's it's a nice thing. Uh, Yeah, we've actually got a a last question. It's a listener question. Uh, I'm starting to listen to questions these days. Big time. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, this is from uh, Rob Oldfield for for you.
1: Hi Dave, this is Rob. Um, My question for you is... If you could be a biscuit, what biscuit would you be and why? <laughs> so what biscuit would you be and why? I can see Rob spends hours thinking about his perfect question for this podcast. <laughs> but that is a, that is a, a I think that's quite deep, to be honest. <laughs> I At the moment, I've given up chocolate, actually, for, oh. for Lent. I'm not a Catholic, but I just my wife wanted to try it, so I thought I'd give it a go. And, and so I guess I can't be a biscuit with chocolate in because that will break my own rules because I'd be too tempted to eat my finger or something. Um,
0: like like the um, like the Lynx advert back in the day. You see that advert, the Lynx chocolate? I
1: don't know.
0: Where he yeah. sprays the Lynx on him and he turns into chocolate and then there's like girls running down the street trying to eat him.
1: Trying to lick him. Oh gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well you wouldn't be able to you know, that I,
0: advert in twenty twenty, would you? No, true. No. Bound. White guy turns into a brown chocolate and then like woman running after him. Not in twenty twenty. An-
1: um yeah Binos just said jaffa cake that oh, is that a biscuit though that's a whole new discussion Jaffa cake is it a cake or a biscuit
0: i had a lawsuit about that didn't they i think it was a biscuit in the end
1: is it yeah that's yeah. so we can get away with saying. oh no statues? no it was,
0: maybe it was a cake maybe there maybe there's a lawsuit about calling themselves a cake
1: when they're not yeah but the issue with not eating chocolate is that we've just replaced chocolate with biscuits so i've never had <laughs> so many bourbon and actually not bourbons i had one bourbon and realized they had chocolate in. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just thought they were made of like, bourbon, I don't know.
0: Bourbon's amazing, the, the bourbon yeah. the biscuit, biscuits, not the drink, um, but bourbon. Um, yeah, my favorite biscuit, that. But what, yeah, what's the, what's the answer to the question? What oh, biscuit
1: would be? Um, do you know that the best, I've just gone against my own advice, but for me the best biscuit is those foxes, like, they're like donut shaped, and they're dead thick, and they've got chocolate on the outside and biscuit on the inside. When you, when someone buys like a tin of fox's biscuits, and oh, I know what you mean, yeah, ones, it's normally in the middle because it's obviously the best one, and it's it's like a ring of solid chocolate but with a tiny bit of biscuit in the middle. It's, it's yeah, I'd be that one because that's just the best. But yeah, if, if it was banning chocolate, then probably a custard cream because it's just solid in it, and you oh. can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the podcast.
1: <laughs> Excellent, mate. nice one. Enjoyed what it. A, Thank you.
0: What a finish. Um. that's a a great answer to that question as well so where can people find you check out your work and uh yeah say hello
1: yeah my website is dave dot com, and my instagram and uh, twitter is just at dave will but the the l so d-a-v-e-w-i and then instead of two l's i've used two um number ones so it's dave will with two ones and that's me yeah nice one
0: there you go check him out um we'll do a part two stay tuned for that check out the coronavirus episode um and i'm sure i'll we'll have more on topic uh, podcasts we'll be doing some more podcasts uh, over this tra- testing time um and yeah say hello on the on the instagram at creative waffle see you next week for another episode Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle podcast. Yeah, what episode? Uh, This is part one of two, like I said at the start. Um, The next episode will be part two with Dave for recording that on Friday. Really looking forward to doing that with him. Um, Yeah, uh, He's someone that's helped me out massively throughout my career. Um, I wouldn't be where I I am without him and and many other people that have helped me out. Um, So yeah, thank you very much to Dave for being on the show again. Um, Look out for part two. Do share it around. Please do leave a review on iTunes. That would be uh, much appreciated. But by all uh, means and and above all, please do stay safe uh, whilst this is all happening. Um, And it is getting scary now. It's getting quite real now over here in the UK. Um, So around the world, uh, please do let me know how you're doing and uh, stay safe. Hope your families are safe. Best wishes. See you next episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Cheers.